1: Hey, guys, it's Friday. I'm pretty happy that it's Friday. There's been a lot going on here, as always. But a couple of big pieces of news. One, all of Season 10 has been delivered to Motor Trend. And tomorrow, Saturday, is the first of a two-part thing I'm very excited about. It's our huge West Coast trip in our
0: cars of the past. Yes, that is 730 Eastern on the Motor Trend cable channel on Saturday, Saturday. January 29th. Mm -hmm.
1: That's happening then. And then the second part will be coming out a week later. And then that piece, that whole piece in its entirety as one big film is coming to YouTube in about a month. Speaking of YouTube, on our original YouTube channel, we just dropped the first episode that we'll be dropping over time of season 10. We dropped the Bronco Wrangler comparison for a couple of reasons. First off, we'd reached the release schedule of something from season 10 needed to drop. But also, we realized that everybody's talking Bronco Raptor Shelby thing, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So but nobody's driven it yet. So we thought let's get our piece out before everybody is driving and talking about the Raptor, which we want to drive as well. So let's go ahead and get our Bronco Wrangler piece out. It's a it's a Sasquatch first edition one of seven thousand. It's a pretty significant Bronco anyway, put against the Wrangler Rubicon.
0: Well also I think even if well well, not if, but when the Raptor comes out, that is so targeted at a niche buyer Mm that that is not most Bronco owners. That's not what people are going to be shopping. They're going to be shopping Wrangler and regular Bronco or a mid-level grade, the Badlands, or lower in in the trim levels. A Raptor is, of course, aspirational, Mm -hmm. but most people aren't even going to be there. Yeah, I want my Raptor to do that, but... Then we'll see Raptors in Florida, and you know we'll it'll be all that everybody totally on YouTube can talk about kind of for a thing. while. But you yeah. know what I mean. So I, I think this is still very relevant. And, Completely. Uh, yeah, that's just on YouTube, and then uh, like I said, on Test Drive, the, and, the Bronco piece uh, just by itself. Yes,
1: there will be a, there's a separate Bronco piece on the Test Drive channel. We have so much more stuff coming. Test Drive every single week, and at least every other week on our original channel. Lots and lots of stuff coming. We were just talking calendar before we got on the air here, and there's just a lot of big things happening across the board on both of them, which is very exciting. Speaking of big things, few of mm. you have asked, including V has written in on Ask This Question about the announcement today in the world of supercars, which don't normally
0: cover, but we're big fans of the Gordon Murray T-50. It's almost like he's obligated to continue making great things in his life mm-hmm. until he can't. He, he seems like Colin Chapman with mm. money. Yeah. You know, just yeah, like doesn't have to that. worry
1: about supporting a race team, doesn't need to get in the seat himself, just mm-hmm. wants to make things for people with money.
0: So he's announced the T-33, which is the little brother of the T-50. Well, it might seem like a little brother because the number is lower, but it's not a lesser car. Agreed. It's not like it's a pig heavy. Totally. Oh, you didn't put enough power in and it's not desirable as heck. These are some of my questions and thoughts about it because it doesn't have the crazy
1: turbine aero of the T50. It doesn't have the three-person seating position, but it is still a 600-horsepower V12 He's talking about this. This is where this goes off the rails for me because I'm fascinated by the T50 and everybody's fascinated as t T33. I yeah. think these are aspirational cars that are on my personal I have crazy money shortlist, no question. Of course, yeah. To the point, I will say this having not driven any of the above, you gave me Pagani, Huayra, uh, which I love, mm-hmm. or T50. I'd probably go T50. Yeah. I mean, they're just that yeah. fascinating. It speaks so much of the kind of lightweight, crazy stuff that I like. Here's where it gets a little weird, though, for T33 for me. Okay. The T fifty is two and a half million dollars if you can get one, which you can't. Which the minute that they are all you sold, you'll, they'll yes. be five they million. They are already whatever.
0: sold, is my understanding. The race cars are still available. Mm-hmm. Maybe those are already sold, but the C fifty. So you
1: can gone. get the T thirty three. It's the lesser one. It's going to be a million and a half. Now, first off, I would think if you are going to make a lesser car, you'd bring it down to like Lamborghini Aventador numbers, like three to four hundred thousand. This is still one point five million which amazes me because of what happens when you read about Gordon Murray's discussion about the car. He's talking about the fact that it's still very lightweight. It only weighs 200 pounds more than the T50, which is crazy lightweight. Yeah. It has all this power. It has all of this drivability. He really wants people to drive this car. He's talking about it has luggage space and place to put your stuff, and he hopes people take road trips, and he pointed out in one interview it'll do 450 miles on a tank. It's incredible. Un- unbelievable. Everything about that I like except... A limited edition 1.5 million dollar car is never going to be driven anywhere. No one's going to yeah. road trip that car. If it was honestly if it was 3 to 400,000, which is still crazy money, I could see people actually driving them. But a 1.5 million dollar limited edition, did you get on the list? Oh, I'm sorry, they're all sold out. Is going to sit in a collection, maybe be driven to a local car show and never do anything else and it makes me sad.
0: Yeah, there's that's more possible than not, I suppose. I bet you that this car was designed and released and announced because all the owners and interests that they had in the T50 mm. who couldn't buy them. The leftover. Still wanted some. You're right. This is the leftover money. You're right. Absolutely. Of, this is the consolation prize. This is the thanks mm-hmm. for coming to the party. Yes. Here's your favor. Go home. Yes. And, and it's you, still going to be amazing. It, it the will, numbers are amazing, I and think it will it'll drive spectacularly it well. Looks wonderful. There may be every reason to desire this over the T fifty. Agreed. Agreed. V twelve Cosworth. Everything about it's awesome. It's bespoke everything, mm-hmm. and but Gordon Murray does not think like the Ferrari Lamborghini crowd. No, that was the whole point in building the F one because that never competed against those cars. True. He's established that since the very beginning. He builds spaceships. He does, yeah. and he commands. all the price for it yeah for sure and you don't have this service just anywhere yeah you can't yeah because it's so bespoke so you have to have you know your service planned in advance and because Mm of that i hate to say it on the other hand i hope there is an owner that just continues to spend money because the purchase price is not where it stops (laughs) you don't just buy the car and then start Mm -hmm. driving it Mm -hmm. oh an oil change Right, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to need some service. Huh? Where yeah. do we take it to do that? When something so like it's going to be flatbedded, yeah. totally to wherever totally. that service, that authorized yes. service center is. But it's all hopefully going to be worth it mm-hmm. because this is another level beyond Ferraris. It yeah. makes yeah, Lamborghinis sure. and Ferraris, and McLarens look pedestrian.
1: Yes, it does. Those are the Camrys of this world. But which that is crazy is yeah.
0: his whole thing. Absolutely, yeah. So I I say wonderful, and. I'm glad that he's doing it rather than not, rather than taking oh, that approach and agreed. say, "All right, here's a f- you know half million dollar the new thing," because then it's democratized for that class. Well, see, I do I wish he, I, I,
1: I do wish he'd do something at that level. I, I because it, if he those wants, would
0: still not be driven because it, well, possibly, but if more. he wants people to
1: drive them, this is too exclusive, too expensive to be driven because the people that are operating at that level are not. Uh, they're not putting miles on cars. They're just not. It's look at what's in my collection mm-hmm. while the guy that I that I hire rubs the diaper on it again. I mean, it's that. The, the rare yeah. exception is the person yeah. like Jay Leno. He stands out because he is the guy that drives his McLaren F1. Right.
0: But everybody else is just like, and I got it serviced again. I hope that the driving dynamics will supersede the desire to keep it in your garage say you have one yes and uh i don't want nothing to happen to it but then it drives so well Mm. and the fact that it is so desirable to drive that that feeling overcomes i hope so that does you know that let's just store it no we shouldn't take it for drive (laughs) it's for photography only Mm -hmm. i'll display it at a museum for a little while and Mm -hmm. i'll have a plaque with my name on it and
1: who cares If he would like to give our show one, we promise to
0: make it the highest mileage T-33 on the planet. (laughs) I totally agree. Yes, we will drive the wheels off that thing. But I'm glad he's still doing it. Uh, It's incredibly cool. He's almost obligated to continue giving us this. I am
1: not the guy that, because of where I am in my life, because of what we do with this show, I am not the guy that very often just sits and stares at exotics and, and pours over the info. And he has got me. T fifty T thirty three. I am sure. a twelve year old version of myself. I am I am my son's peer. Just going. <laughs> did you see what it does? Did you see that number? Oh, did you see that photo? Because he has he totally speaks to the stuff I love. Except he's t- speaking on a tax bracket that I can't even spell. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I am gonna ding him just a little bit for the wheelbase, and it's only to fit that engine in there. I know it is. Mm. It just the proportions are just a little bit off. Okay, just a touch off. Whereas the Amira. Proportions are bang on. This one, the wheelbase is just slightly too long for the shape of the car. I can see where you got. I can see where you got there. Okay. All right. And that space between the B pillar to the back axle, that's because you have a V12 and a huge gas tank. I get it. But eh. I'd be very
1: curious to see it in colors too. I just, I think colors will help. I think it needs a color. Of course, I'm obviously always that guy, but I'd be very curious to see something other than silver with the black accents. I think it would stand out even more. Also very Gordon Murray. Wow.
0: Yeah. True. Very true. We've got a couple of great debates, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Kyle S. in Eastern Iowa writes to us as a young 24-year-old enthusiast asking for cool, fun, and engaging. Something in there. And also, we've got a great debate, let's see, here from Baron P. in Dallas, Texas, who wants his first real sports car. Get a lot of that. I'm really, really happy to cover this. Kyle, thank you so much for writing to us. He says he's always grown up around video games. He's a plain geek, always tinkering, building and lots of things. He's currently working as a quality engineer for an aluminum foundry. Mm. And he has found the issue there's suddenly much more cash available
1: than just a couple of grand for vehicles. He doesn't have to buy a $2,000 car anymore. He can buy, like, something cool. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting.
0: I love that. He didn't discover the car disease. Well, it didn't discover him until he turned 16, had the freedom of his first car. Love that. That's great. For the first three years, he had a 1999 Chevy S10, standard cab, rear-wheel drive. Mm Mm-hmm course and he blew up the four-cylinder on interstate 80 well
1: because let's be honest you 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 were 16 you had something rear-wheel drive you live in iowa it got cold you were enjoying drifting i know i can see the progression here he just mentioned shenanigans uh we'll leave it at that yeah there's shenanigans for sure
0: well then he had a year 2000 chevy blazer it was the four-door four-by-four until drove until first gear was non-existent We now start in second, everybody. This is what we're doing. That's what you do in snow anyway. But now he's got an indestructible 96 Ford F-150 two-door standard cab long bed with the inline six rear-wheel drive and a five-speed. Okay. He is often given the position of being a driver for all his friends and family. And he says he's blessed with the experience of so many other beige and gray vehicles that are squeaky and often boring. So everybody lets him drive is what that means. Mm -hmm. So he drives everything, and it's just a sea of boring things. He's driven a few things here. He has driven an 08 Audi S4 manual, some, well, a lot of SUVs, as a matter of fact. Every
1: SUV is family owned, which is many of them, all of them, all the way down to things like the Ford Explorer and the Tahoe and the Toyota RAV4 hybrid, a Tacoma TRD, even his uh, dad's 2020 Chevy Colorado ZR2, which he said has been actually kind of a high
0: point. Interesting. Well, he liked the Audi, fast and impressive. He says it wasn't very playful on dry pavement with its all-wheel drive, which is... The entire point of Quattro. <laughs> yes, this is true. <laughs> but the front-wheel drive cars, he says, has given him a bad experience. Mm, okay. That hybrid felt so numb. He constantly found himself speeding without the feeling of speed or intending mm. to go fast. He says that Colorado, that you mentioned he liked that. It's got sort of suspension, solid power. That was super fun. They they come out to Alta, a ski area That's in cool. Utah. That's great. Love that. He says the Tacoma was another fun experience as a summer graduation trip at Sundance, road tripping out to Moab. So you guys like Utah. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. So what he's looking for is a three-season daily to keep it from rusting to death from the salty roads. Oh, drive it. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to. Yeah. Onward. (laughs) He hopes to travel lots. Just get a car that's all aluminum. No problems, right? There's no steel (laughs) on those. He hopes to travel a lot and enjoy good roads that he's found along the way. And he's got a budget that... I never expected to see. Agreed. It's $50,000 as a 24-year-old. Good for you. My budget was, I think, under 15.
1: This says a couple of things. This says a a couple of interesting things about our friend Kyle. First off, there's no minister of finance. That's one of the Ah, things it says. It also says that uh, he has a good job and the car disease big time. And Mm -hmm. to the point he's made here, everything he bought has been a no-money car. And he has a truck that's that's just going to run to do all the truck things. So he can blow it out. He can keep
0: something long term. So we have 50 grand to play with. (laughs) Well, he's got a soon-to-be fiance. So it's blow it out now before she becomes his fiance. He has the car.
1: So, Kyle, I'm going to give you one piece of unsolicited advice, and that is this. Uh, Before you buy this car, be sure you have the ring taken care of.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: so that you can make her your loving fiance without going, yeah, see, honey, I was going to get a ring, but then I bought this really expensive car and now I can't get you a ring. Don't go there.
0: Yeah, because you spent how much on that car and look at my ring? You could have spent more on me. Just be careful. Yeah. No, I'm not even saying it has to be a huge ring. I'm just saying the ring
1: needs to be solved. The car can't be an excuse for this is why you don't have a ring. That's. I'm just telling you the Minister of Finance will not sign <laughs> on to that government. I'm just letting you know. He can
0: only add one vehicle with mm-hmm. this money. Yep. The pickup stays outside. Okay. The hard budget cut off of 55000 See, you screwed yourself there. <laughs> you don't give me a 50000 in the minute. Yeah, like, oh, wait, I can just push it to fifty-five.
1: Well, but, but he says that's actually including indoor sc- storage space, insurance, everything else,
0: taxes. Like, out the door at fifty five is what he's saying. I'll pretend like I didn't see that. Okay, all right. He's been debating Mustangs, Camaros, C7 Corvettes, the Supra, and the new 86. Okay. He says Miatas are less interesting to him than the new BRZ, or you got to put the GR86 on the list, too. Uh And convertibles in general are unappealing because he sunburns so fast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Take the top down, hear the sizzle, put the top back up.
0: (laughs) He worries that the GR86 Miata would be miserable driving at highway speeds every day to and from work and then driving hours. On flat, straight highways, driving to national parks, getaways. What he's done here is talk about every car and kind of giving yourself a... A like, but a reason to not get it. On
1: everything he's listed, yes. The Odyssey 7,
0: super right down the list. Camaro SS, yep. Mustang Mach 1, Mustang mm-hmm. GT350, the Camaro SS1LE. <laughs> he even talks about the the 718 Cayman. Yeah, there's a curveball to Porsche there at the bottom. Yep. It's interesting. Every single car, it's, you know, the GT350. The motor's a gem, but maintenance and it's tra- too track focused. I like that you did that. Yes. without But you did it without driving all of those.
1: Mm-hmm. He's debriefing himself, but he's kind of pre-decided without driving them. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. It makes all of these a bit of a foregone conclusion. And there is loads of information enough to extrapolate Mm -hmm. enough what the driving experience is that you can relate to. That does happen. Yeah, for sure. But you need to leave more space for yourself, Kyle. I want you to leave more room for like or dislike a bigger Mm -hmm. area Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. When you said about the Camaro SS1 LE, it seems great, doesn't do anything to fix his design and ergonomic complaints, doesn't know if he needs the extra performance, and it's one of those things where you can't know until you drive it. True, true. Yeah. I hate to say it, but also his fiance has a few spine. The cabin, like the Supra, for example, it will feel cramped, mm-hmm. and he's five foot 11, So, and then no manual in the Supra. True. So I, you talk yourself in and talk yourself out of he does. each car all Every the way down the car list. On here.
1: I, I will say this, that the the Camaro is not only difficult for visibility, it's difficult for ergonomics and space if you are tall. Now, both Paul and I are a little bit too tall for the Camaro. The mm-hmm. only time I've ever driven the Camaro on track, I did it a couple times, I actually had to have my head tilted to the side. Because once I put a helmet on, there was no space. Now, uh, yeah. at 5'11", you might be just on the border. You're not planning on tracking this car. But... I, I do think that the ergonomics on the Camaro are going to be difficult. And you are right about the Supra in that getting in and out of that car is more difficult than you think when you walk up to it. It's Once you're in, it's actually great, but just the ergonomics of getting in that. We know a lot of owners who they had to kind of teach themselves how to not hit their head. So that
0: might be out, but, but you need, you definitely need to get in it for sure. He knows 2021 is still a nightmare. <laughs> to buy a vehicle, maybe 2022. This might last. This might be the grand reset that, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But he hopes that getting something with a lower performance ceiling that saves money to go into track days and track schools than to try to reach for the limits and better driving overall. He wants to maybe save a bit of money. (laughs) He has 50 grand, but doesn't need to spend all of that 50 grand. That's a lot. It's a good amount of money. Yeah, for sure. And there's many people who never have that amount of money to spend on a car. True. True. Yeah. So the fact, that you've got that and are considering it is interesting and weirdly, because of your life, about to kind of start with a new person in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you need to spend all of that right up front. Look at you being restraint. I'm all and, and mature
1: and everything. I'm impressed. Look, that's all, that's...
0: 50 grand. It's going to be tough to find a car that will do everything listed above from track mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. to comfortable. You know, a cruiser, comfortable, yeah, and yeah. then suddenly comes to life on a mountain road, manual. This the is closest the closest thing, commute daily. Yeah, and it's a daily. hard.
1: It's a 40-mile 40, 40 drive down I-80 as a commute car that needs
0: to do all this other stuff, too. This is difficult. I'll say, Kyle, the closest thing is probably a BMW M240i. Mm. That brand new, yes, mm-hmm. but we're already pushing 50 grand like crazy. How about a used M2? Agreed. But both of those, I think, are going to be the closest possible car that will still give you an excitement when you're driving in a straight line and remind you how good it is on track or on canyon roads. But it's comfortable enough to do the daily to- thing too. You can just sit in there and commute in it. You really be can. Fine. Yeah, and it's comfortable enough because they started with a coupe. Yeah. it's not really a sports car. It's, it's a
1: yeah, it's a little yeah. You know what I mean? Two door sedan coupe thing. It's not really a sports car chassis.
0: You're right. But that's a good thing because it's got a real trunk. It can be used for your national park trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can take the long road trip and be very comfortable. You'll be happy Mm -hmm, in it. mm -hmm. And it's still nimble enough and small enough. But there's a car that I've been thinking about. It's the new Nissan Z. And I hate to recommend things without having driven it first. Yeah, yeah. But it seems like the Z car is also pretty close based on specs. We just don't mm. know what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a home run for Nissan, but more importantly, it needs to be a home run for Nissan. Yeah, it does. It does, yeah. Whether Toyota, whether or not Toyota brings back the manual on the Supra or not, I, mm-hmm. either way, yeah. that Z car needs to just be great because it's not such a small, focused tiny little thing, kind of like the GR86 is, it'll probably be better on a longer commute. Probably. Probably a better road trip car. Let's hope
1: so, because it's going to be probably almost twice as much, yeah.
0: Right, but then it could still come to life. Oh, yeah. You know, wow, this is great on Canyon Roads, and it's still, The 370 is great on track or on a Canyon Road. Yeah, exactly. And it's that chassis.
1: Let's be honest. We're still refining the chassis from the 350 that became the 370 that will now be the, it's not the 400, but the
0: Z. I just, I don't want to recommend the 370 or earlier because It will feel old to you. Yeah. What we found about every Nissan car thus far, car, truck, SUV, in recent months, Mm -hmm. is they're working with what they've got. And they're working hard. For sure. The Frontier, Mm -hmm. the Pathfinder. We got in thinking, okay, this is just another rehash because of the specs. And we started with the old Frontier underpinnings and we revised suspension and think, really? You didn't want to start over and do something completely different. And they got it so right. They did
1: very well. And look, the Rogues improved. The Centra's improved. We had a recent Armada and it was, look, I'm not a huge Armada fan. I think it is kind of the trailing one in the category, but it still has that really big V8 and they've improved mm-hmm. all the tech inside. I still think- astounding. The V8's actually, great. That. I still think it's trailing the category, but it's an improvement over the last one and they really haven't even done much to the Armada. Everything else lines up the true. stuff you're talking about, the Frontier especially. They've done major work- with the same Legos. And that's what's going on yeah. with the new Z car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. I wish, I wish it was clean sheet. I wish it was start over. The of course. car deserves it. The car really deserves it. The history deserves it. Agreed. But they've really taken what they have and they're trying to rework it. And and the reason to what you just said, the reason I have hoped that the Z is gonna be great is because of what we're seeing them do, reworking other cars.
0: Exactly right. Because of what they're setting as a precedent over here with everything else, can you do it with a Z too? So we've got high hopes in that sense. Have not driven it. None of that. But, of course, we'll drive it against everything. Mm -hmm. And we're interested. Two more as outliers. They're both from Honda. Oh, okay. First is the Acura TLX. Whether or not you go for the Type S or not, this is a two-seat car. (laughs) Two-seat with four doors. It's a fascinating (laughs) car in the lineup, yes. But it's no track car it's a no it's not you do not want to track this you want to get something light and small and very focused mm-hmm. if you want to do any track work but for everything else mm-hmm. it's really enjoyable to drive mm-hmm. sh all-wheel drive actually works and yeah, it's it does. really it's fun and it's engaging and you come through a canyon think that was really fun that was great mm-hmm. this is a bigger car than i'm used to yeah, yeah. so what did they do but it really is only good. And the reason I say that, it's because it could be good for the both of you mm-hmm. as you get this car and you start to, you know, you've got a life together, all. Yeah. family, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You've got something that really fits that need. It could be great. Yeah, there is the Civic Type R, mm. which is incredibly interesting to yes. me. Yes, front, front-wheel drive is the that's only problem. Front front but it is manual mm-hmm. and it's super fun. I agree with that. And yeah. that suspension yeah. that's yeah. so great between track use and comfort is just... That makes all the difference in the world. So those are the things that I think are closest for you because everything else you've mentioned, scrolling back up your list here, I think you've talked yourself in and talked yourself right out of them. It is interesting. And you won't be happy with them. Yeah, We could go through, you know, we could give the merits. We can continue to extol the virtues of every single one of these and talk you into it. But I don't want you to be talked into a car for six months mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. this expenditure level. Sure, yeah. I want you to fall in love with it every time. You're like, yes, I did it right. I really love it. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's mine for a few years at least.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I mean, Kyle, on the other end of the spectrum, we'll say if you are six months in, don't feel like you have to keep it because you, you burdened yourself, but we Certainly. would like you because this Certainly. is your first throw to what Paul's saying. It's your first throwdown. Let's get a car that you're just like, I can't believe I have that. Yeah. And it is interesting. I, I love, it's one of the, this is one of these debrief emails from Kyle mm-hmm. where, and we get them a lot where you guys just kind of debrief yourselves and then throw it at us. It's so and It's cathartic. really cool. But let me run through a couple of these real quick, Kylan, and talk about what you're, what you're worried about here. I do think that the ingress, egress, the getting in and out of both the Camaro and the Super are going to make them off the table. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'd like to drive both of those. The Camaro is a fantastic chassis. Drives really well. The visibility is not good. And the same can be said in the Super. The visibility is not great. And getting in and out is hard. And that's an issue for you. So I think that is out. You've said the only Mustang you'd really like is the Mach 1 because you want the Trimic manual. Oh, yeah, and sure. And the 350 sure. you think is too much car with a little bit of a scary engine. So you can't get the Mustang you want because the Mach 1's out of reach. I hear you because I agree that the Mach 1, watch our uh, Mach 1 and the, the Beaver and Horse episode, the Mach 1 and the BMW M4 piece. Watch that. That's actually on YouTube as well. And we talk about all of this. And the Mach 1 is a greatest hits car of the current Mustang. But... Kyle, have you driven a current GT with a manual? I mean, I know that, that the general consensus and the belief is that the Tremec is the one to get. I don't deny that. It's an excellent manual. Sure, sure. But have you driven a current one? I mean, you've kind of thrown that one out. The ergonomics and space are going to be better than the Camaro. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: The current Mustang is very good. It really is good. It's not a car that I am personally in the market for, but it's an excellent Muscle car, sports car, do it That's all. Yeah. So I think you at least need to drive the current Mustang GT with the manual it has, and do you like it? You've talked yourself out of it, and you haven't even driven that version yet. So what do you money like left it? over. Yes, you will. Similarly, the GR86 BRZ. I think it's interesting. It's on your list. Half your budget, pretty much. You need to go drive one and think about the things other than does this drive well? Because I'll tell you right now, it does. It does. You need to drive it and go. Is this too loud? Yeah, I mean I'm just concerned about road trips. Agreed. You need to drive it in in the way that here's the thing, you need to drive it in the way we would never recommend someone take a test drive. Yeah. Because yeah. we know now that that car <laughs> dynamics wise drives Florida. So you need to just drive it around a city in a simple test drive, drive it up at freeway speeds and think about is this loud?
0: Which is yeah. a weird thing to yeah. consider
1: on a test drive. So see if that might be an option for you, but that's the way that to break that one down. I think it's interesting you had a left turn randomly to the 718 Boxster and Cayman in here. Do I think you'd like them? Yes. Do I think you could do it, getting a used one? Yes. I don't think you'll drive it. Precious? I think it will be too precious Mm. based on the little bit of information you've given about it and the fact that it's like this car you passed on the real list and you kind of went, oh, those are cool. And I'm worried that if you get one, you wouldn't drive it. If you would actually drive it, put miles on it, do the road trip, bring it out, at least three seasons a year. I'm concerned that's going to be the like one quarter of the year only on the nicest days of summer car. Mm-hmm. I think it could do everything you want it to do. I th- I'm concerned you wouldn't drive it. I do think of your list, the best answer of the ones you gave us, and then I've got some others, is the C7 Corvette. Do you? Yes, why not? It's large. It's, it's large. large, but but you've got enough space for everything you need to do. They carry a lot of good stuff. You could get yourself a C7 base with the Z51 package used at this point, well within your budget, money left over. Now, I don't know what your insurance is going to be, but could you daily that? Yes. Could you road trip it? Yes. Could you track it? Yes.
0: And you just enjoy it. It's got a lot of power. It's got,
1: the, the base one's got like 460 horsepower. It's, it's oh, still a lot of power. <laughs> you don't need the upper levels. You would thoroughly enjoy yeah. that car. I think of the ones you listed to us, the C7 is the best choice, but I have an alternate to consider. Okay. And then I have a couple of wild cards. Go. And the Good. alternate, you already mentioned, Paul, which means it's got to be considered by Kyle. And that is the BMW M2. Get, get a first, an early M2.
0: Yeah. That just makes all kinds of sense.
1: I think it does everything you want it to do. And I think you would thoroughly enjoy that car. Yeah. And it's the thing about it is that's a stealth machine because most people are just going to see a BMW two door that you bought. Right. But it's a lot more than that. So right. I think you thoroughly enjoyed anything you did in the wild card territory. I'm leaving manuals. This is the problem. Both my wild cards are not manual transmission, which is a bummer. If you want to go leaning more toward the executive level, you've got a good job, you're going to road trip a lot, you're going to commute a lot, then you need to look at the Genesis G70. Mm-hmm. Could you track that car? Yes. Is it home on the track? It's not really where it's supposed to be. <laughs> this is natural habitat. No. But it would do very well. Anything you want to do in the Genesis G70, would It would do well. You'd, like.
0: you'd smoke the brakes. You would smoke the brakes. The
1: wild card I really like for you because I think you would love it commuting and road tripping and back roads and track, and you'd still seem like an adult. Purchase, okay, is the Alpha Julia, and I think you yeah. dig around yeah. and get somebody's quadrifolio Use wow, and get that car. You would That's love a that a lot of cars all the time. That's the only great. thing, the only thing that that cautions me here, Kyle, is two things. One, I don't know what the insurance on that car would be for you.
0: Yeah, true.
1: And you need to have. A steady tire budget. Because those uh-huh. tires are bubblegum and they're wonderful, but it also means they're expensive and you will go through them. Yeah. But even look, the base Alpha Julia is fantastic to drive. I guarantee you it's better than you think it is. I know we've talked about it on this podcast because guess what? It's very good. Mm-hmm. But the the QV is phenomenal. It really is. So I think That's you could good. get that car and possibly get over the fact you don't have a manual. Maybe.
0: It's a unique choice. Kyle, let us know if you got your own debate, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. Every winter we find ourselves tracking snow, salt, and grime into our cars. Thankfully, Covercraft has a variety of floor mats to keep you winterproof. Covercraft floor mats and cargo mats are custom fitted
1: to your exact car and include the original equipment security grommets if applicable. They're the perfect
0: and durable way to protect your car's carpet and add style and comfort to your interior. Plus, you can choose from many color and material options to complement or contrast the interior colors of your car or truck. Covercraft is sure to have what you need. They offer plush carpet, Berber carpet, or even sheepskin, which is warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Whatever mats you choose, remember to use the code EVERYDAY22
1: at checkout to receive a 10% discount and free shipping from Covercraft.com.
0: Baron P. in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. has been an on-and-off listener since 2018 as a college freshman. We've
1: been doing this podcast a while. We have. People have entered wow. college, they've left college, they've moved to new towns. <laughs> it's been going a while. We've people's
0: entire college experience. Okay. That's okay. I squeeze four and a six. Whatever, yeah. He recently graduated, got a job in Dallas, Texas, and is making the move from Seattle, Washington. All righty. Those places are not the same. They are definitely not. And the car use is not the same yes.
1: at all. Okay, so Barrett's getting a truck. He's so going to buy a, a Texas edition, pickup. Tr- not just Texas any Texas edition, big pickup. Never <laughs> going to haul anything. May, well, maybe jet skis to go to the lake. There There's we a go. lot of lakes in Dallas. There we go. Make sure it's got a killer air conditioner, which it will. <laughs> Welcome to Dallas. Have a nice day.
0: His car list is short. The First car he had was a 97 Infiniti I30. Mm. It was decent. LSD. The V6, nothing special. A year and a half ago, he got an E46 328i mm. with the five-speed and he loved it. Mm. He said smooth, around corners, tossable. He, it's, it's got its quirks, but he likes that personality out of a car. He was looking to get something with a bit more power as he hasn't owned anything over 200 horsepower. Interesting. Okay. That's all of, Texas, isn't it? Like, nobody in Texas has anything under 200, right? Well, we'll see. You know, there's a lot, you of, obligated? a lot of straight roads going on there, yeah. You know, when you move there, the Chamber of Commerce kind of puts truck. you through a test. Here's your truck with What do you currently horsepower. own? What's the power on that? I'm sorry. You can't bring that into our <laughs> Our roads are large and straight here. You going to get any more power. <laughs> so, therefore, he's been looking at first-gen Lexus ISFs, okay. Camaro SSs, and Mustang GTs. He's Here's, also. This is the twist, though. This is the problem, Baron. <laughs> He's six foot five. Whoa. But he says two doors and coupes are fine with him. Yes, but not all of them. Your knees are going to be up by your ears. It depends entirely on the two door and
1: coupe. I mean, six foot five. Look, I'll tell you right now Oof. the Camaro's out.
0: You the heard Camaro's going to be the no car, good. The Camaro's out. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I barely fit in that car at mm-hmm. six foot three. I barely fit in it without a helmet. And with a helmet, my head is kinked to the side. I think the Camaro is completely
0: out because you're too tall. And it's not a small car. It's going to depend yeah. car to car. Well, he's got a, also a healthy budget, twenty to $40,000. See that range in there? $20,000 worth of range. You can
1: save yourself the typing, folks, and Ooh. just give Paul the
0: upper number. That's just that's really, this is. <laughs> Why well, mention the 20? Th- these, the, these are the hacks of this, of this podcast <laughs> right hacks. here. Yeah, The podcast hack. He says he realizes it's a lot to play with, and he's looked at some hot hatches. He really likes that Hyundai Veloster N. We you do, should. too. They're great. This would be his only car. Until you buy your truck, so it yes. needs to be somewhat reliable, but just needs to put a smile on his face. I love it. Well, I started Baron with the BMW Z4. Oh, didn't expect that, but okay. Well, I started there until I remembered that you're six foot five. Yes, but but that is one of the most roomy convertibles we've been in. Yes, it is. As new as you can get for just give yourself twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. As new of a Z4 as you can go. Maybe you'll find one for thirty and that you really like a little bit newer. Or that Z4M or the Roadster. I fit in that car with a helmet on without my head touching. Well, you've got the tall torso. Yes. And I I mean, yes, it is actually roomy. So if you're more legs, I think you can find a seat adjustment, Baron, that will work for you. It cannot be ignored. That's The Z4. And like I said, you don't want to just go get a practically brand new Z4. No. You're still going to pay too much. But get, you know... Give yourself a price cap within mm-hmm, your giant mm-hmm. range.
1: 25, maybe. 30. That's why I was thinking 25 yeah, and yeah. get
0: the nicest Z4 you can find yeah, for that good. money and just try it out because the other part of that budget will be used on your truck. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: buying up a truck either way. I see where you're going. Okay, yeah.
0: Just leave it open. Mm-hmm. I also thought of an M240i, maybe a 235i in this because okay. you could easily <laughs> fit in one of those. They're small cars, but you will easily fit. The, the range, the seat adjustment is excellent. The mm-hmm. interior space is great. It's fun. It is your only car. You can get into Canyon Roads. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there's no Canyon no, Roads you won't, in Dallas, won't but, get but you're into going to have Canyon to go roads. to Austin Hill Country down there. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the Twisted Sisters to the west of San Antonio. <laughs> in that area, and yeah. then you need to come on the Utah Meetup or just leave go. the state. <laughs> you'll drive like three days across Texas just to leave it, apparently. Yes. And then you'll find some good roads. I'm telling you Iraqis. right now.
1: Fort Stockton, Texas to El Paso. Don't drive it
0: unless you absolutely have to. There's no other way to get where you're going. Otherwise, you don't want to be on that stretch of road. Since you mentioned American muscle, I'm Mm -hmm. going Corvette before Camaro or Mustang. I agree. Corvette, a C7 you can fit in. And that's going to be fast and loud and awesome. And you're going to tear around Dallas Mm -hmm. and buy a lot of tires (laughs) and thusly let it be so. But if you are hankering for a Mustang, Park Place LTD in Bellevue, Washington, up in your old stomping okay, grounds. Okay, yeah, there you go. Currently has a 2013 Mustang Boss 302 for $47,000. Interesting choice. Now, those have gone the other direction, just yeah. like everything.
1: Yeah, those are going up.
0: With $47,000 for, sure. for a Boss 302. On the other hand, they have one. It's in that lovely eye-searing green.
1: Okay. And those were like is- thirty dollars a year ago. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, separate thing. It
0: is rowdy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You will also tear up Dallas and also leave tires in your wake. Mm -hmm. But I do have a wild card for you. I believe you can fit in just fine. You're not going to believe me. But you remember that both of us fit in Todd's Lotus with room to spare. Once you're in. Once you're in. I'm not telling you to buy a Lotus. (laughs) No, we're not. I'm suggesting an Alpha 4C. Oh, that's an interesting choice. Because there is a lot of space once you're in it. Yeah, they are pretty. And it's a small, fun car. That's very good. The reason it remains a wild card is because Dallas. And you're six foot five. And you're six foot five. But still, I think let's say you can fit in it just fine and you love it. You're still in Texas Mm -hmm. and it begs for curvy roads. Yeah, it does. You're going to be thirsting for the kind of road that you cannot immediately access mm. if you own that car, even mm. though I want you to have it because it is so much fun, and especially mm-hmm. cruising around Dallas. You will be knifing through traffic and just having a ball. So Interesting. I, I could I do see like that you rocking one of those. It's just, it feels like an amazing step for what you're asking for, your first mm. sports car. It feels like a great adventure. Mm. That's very good, but there's some drawbacks to it. Yeah, I like it. If you have to do more of a balance, it's an M240 or something like that, or maybe a, an older M2. Maybe it's the yeah. first gen, just like we suggest for Kyle. Good
1: stuff, Baron. I, I want to run through these as well, but yeah, the, the six foot five thing is the big the big barrier that we have to get across here. First off, the Lexus ISF is great, but the engine is better than the rest of the car. I don't think yeah. you want a Lexus ISF an early one.
0: Doesn't that define Lexus?
1: Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, the LC, like across the, board, is, the LC 500 is good in general. With no caveats but it's whatsoever. It's super, super heavy. Uh, the, the Camaro, I already said, is out. You're not going to fit well enough. The Mustang, if you want to go classic muscle, the Mustang is definitely going to be something you're going to fit in better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: we could say challenger here because you will fit but there's nothing chuckable about a challenger there's just nothing, <laughs> nothing. now if, if you're looking for just you know it's texas and i want to put my foot in it and i want to go fast and, and hear the rumble then the challenger starts to come back up on the table and you would absolutely there's a million of them out there that would be good in it's that also regard. an
0: air conditioner wearing a car it is
1: an air conditioner wearing car which is key in texas my friend i'm telling you <laughs> i didn't believe it until didn't i was there, we were there I, I you were there recently you were like now. now i get it okay i get it You could probably fit in a Cayman better than you realize. Yeah, you could, actually. And that is a car that you could just daily commute in. You could get a used one of those, an older one of those, as long as it's been maintained well. This is the thing about Porsches. Mm -hmm. We've said them before. I'll say it again. They typically are fairly reliable. The problem is that when they need stuff, it's expensive. It's a good 25% more expensive than the car you probably had. But yeah. typically, unless they get pretty old, <clears throat> 928, they don't just randomly have things that break. And if you, get, with if you get one that's well-maintained, then you're doing pretty well. So It's that bubble roof that gives you the head yes, height in the Cayman. surprising roof. It's amazing. So I think you should at yeah. least drive one, see what you think. But I do think that a real answer for you is a Corvette. Do you? You're going and, Corvette? And, and, and I'm going to say this as well. The C6 has significantly better room than the C7. You may fit in c C7. Mm-hmm. But the C6, the guy that we had, it was Sam, I believe, Sam? had the C6-Z06 in our American Original Corvette film. Was I think 6'6 six, six or 6'7"? Six, he was up there. Yeah. It was one of the rare times I've ever gotten in an owner's car for the show and went, "I'm way back here. I really got to move <laughs> I gotta put forward. A seat forward. I got I got to come up Anybody and Anybody get a couple of phone books? Seriously, I, I was I I was sitting in the hatch in that yeah. <laughs> car cuz Sam's a huge guy and very very generous. <laughs> so, the C6 is a great answer for space. For your money, I don't know if you could pull off a, a Z06 and everything is turned back up, but you may just want to get yourself the Grand Sport. Okay, yeah. friend of the show, Nate, just got a Grand Sport. He just had a good write-up about it on our, on our website. And one of the reasons he got a Grand Sport is because the Z06 does not have the removable top. Yeah, right. Grand Sport is excellent. Yeah. It's, a, it's pretty much the look and the setup of the Z06 without the monster engine, which means you also save a little bit of gas. So I think C6 Grand Sport might be the answer for you. I have one wild card, and it's a wild card because it isn't a sports car. Okay. But I just thought, you are in Dallas. This is going to be your commute car. Is it a truck? No, it's not. Oh. You want more fun than you've had. You want more power than you've had. You want more theater than you've had. Trucks. I have, I have a four-door <laughs> that actually works because you have BMW history. What about an E90 four-door M3? Oh. That V8 is fantastic. It
0: is. It's so thirsty. It's th- but so, so is thirsty. so is his future Texas truck. And that's so with true. the Mustang.
1: I mean, let's be yes. honest. We go Mustang or Lexus. Yes. All of these are thirsty. We're in thirsty land. But the thing is, that's a stealth bomber of a car. Texas has oil. You, you get you get that car and you commute in it every day and you would be in a very nice BMW with good power when you want to suddenly dart through a piece of traffic. But if the road opens up or you have a great cl- clover leaf or you find a random corner in the middle of Dallas, the M3 is going to surprise you and everyone around it while looking like uh, there's a guy commuting in a BMW four-door. If you want to go stealth, you could go there. That's why it's the wild card. You've heard us talk about drive homework because it's vital to drive a lot of things when you're trying to find your next car. Knowing your options is incredibly important. And this applies to online shopping too. You don't want to search just one website unless that site is
0: searching all the other ones for you. That's why we love Auto Tempest. We know you've heard us talk about it before, and we hope you've already seen how far you can shop with just one search. Auto Tempest pulls from all the top used car sites at once, so you know you won't miss that ideal car. AutoTempest.com.
1: All the cars one
0: search since we're on bmw mitchell edwards on facebook asks why no other automaker makes a two series or m2 competitor that's a great question brings up the closest was that chevy 130r concept which from, i wish they would have made gosh it's been a decade or more it's been almost two decades since yeah. they tease that mm-hmm. it's because bmw has built a business making the hot Thing out of their sedans and coupes. <laughs> out of their
1: non-sports car shape, yes.
0: The Z4 exists, of course. The M1 exists. Mm-hmm. There's been a handful throughout their history that are dedicated sports cars, but they share platforms mm-hmm. with sedans and coupes. The thinking was never the bespoke, Cayman type of yeah. car, you know what I mean? Or are sedan
1: tuners at BMW. That's what they do. Look at what they've exactly. done
0: with their SUVs. Exactly. Where they
1: build this brick, and then they make it
0: supersonic. Yeah, They're fantastic at tuning stuff like that. Exactly right. Well, Mitchell, what other car company does that? Mm. Mercedes does to a degree. Other car companies don't have this approach Mm, necessarily. There's a lot of platform sharing, but it's not the lot of performance version, performance car, Mm. especially now that Ford has gone all SUVs and the. Mustang, Mustang, all SUVs, the regular and Mustang, the Mustang. You hit, click on cart
1: Ford. You're looking at Mustang. You're looking at the Mustang. It should just say Mustang. It should say trucks, SUVs, Mustang. But on then website. you'll be wanting a Mach E, and you'll
0: click Mustang because Ford has Maybe. trained
1: everybody to do that. they they're trying to. You're right. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Chevy is. They make so much money from trucks and SUVs are the thing. Mm. They're going in such a different direction. Hummer is the direction they're going. Yeah. If yeah. you want to know what GM is doing, just look at the Hummer. That's a great point. That's kind of their yeah. flagship. This is, you know, follow us. Here's We're, the future. Doing our own thing. Moon landing trucks. Seriously. Whereas Toyota does, but if they're going to do a special car, mm-hmm. they'll do a collaboration to get
1: that <laughs> bespoke chassis. Oh, you've learned the secret. Have you? Oh, the, the the secrets out of the bag. Since it's been revealed. Yeah. It
0: almost doesn't matter. They'll sleep with anybody. So to get what they need out of a special platform, a special car, they'll figure it out. But they didn't turn a Camry into a thing like BMW would. They, they tried now,
1: to, but that's not what they typically do. They will make a, the right one. That's
0: true. But I will tell myself that I am wrong because <laughs> GR, GR Yaris, yes, GR Corolla, mm-hmm. it's GR, their M division. Now. GR all the things. Yeah, they're going to, and that is happening. But it's not like. The whole selection of cars and
1: coupes, <laughs> the and GR coupes. Prius. What mm. does that do, other than please
0: not I'd exist? I'd almost be willing to entertain that. <laughs> of course you would. I, I that's actually where we should go. Entertain that. Okay. What a fantastic idea! <laughs> you get your hypermyelin groove on, and then you can take this thing to the track, and you flip a switch, and it does something, something inexplicable. It does something, and GR Prius. <laughs> I'm actually open to that. Okay. I hate that I am, but All nevertheless. Right. There it
1: is. I'm not sure how I feel, but okay. Rusty Buckskin is back on Facebook. He says after many, many test drives and countless YouTube videos, he and his wife had narrowed down their next car purchase to two vehicles. The problem is, he wants one of them and she wants the other. Uh oh. So, they've decided they're both really good. And it also sounds like, based on what you've said here, that that neither of you hates the other one's choice. You're just each leaning a different direction. What's the problem? I'm trying to read the problem. What do you recommend? (laughs) They're not getting both. Where's the problem? They're not getting both. That's the problem. What is the problem here? Anyway, yeah. So, uh, they both check all the must haves. And so, they're trying to figure out how how do they figure it out? They're debating, this is interesting, between the Hyundai IONIC 5 and the Tesla Model Y. Which one sucks your soul less? Easy. So the first question I have is I'm going to throw the third car in the ring and ask, why are you not considering the Mustang Mach-E and have you driven one? Yeah. Because the Onyx 5 and the Model Y are direct competitors. I get it. Yeah. But what about the Mach-E? The, the question here, I think, is going to break down to usability and service. Okay? Because Hyundai is obviously newer to the electric car game, and I have heard we have had plenty of people write in with some – Unfortunately, some questionable days buying their car from their local Hyundai dealer. We have heard Mm -hmm. those stories. Mm -hmm. However, I know that when you have a Hyundai, you can get it serviced. You may have a trouble-free issue getting your Model Y, but we know many people with Teslas that have had horror stories of getting them serviced. So if it needs anything, you're kind of out of
0: luck. Also, buy the Hyundai just predicated on panel gaps alone. Well, fine. Just... There you go.
1: But then as we're talking about usability, think about this. If you're talking about we need to take road trips, if you're talking about I want to be able to charge it wherever I can, Tesla wins because of their supercharger infrastructure. Mm -hmm. However, if you're honest, I know this is a difficult ask because I have heard all of the reasons why the Tesla interface is the best interface ever and nobody needs buttons. But... There are plenty of proof and studies and usability and replication and people that have left Tesla that have all proved that some buttons are good. Not everything has to be in one central screen. And I have also read from Tesla fans that the latest updates have actually made some of it worse. I'm reading this from people that are big Tesla fans. Okay. So usability wise in the screen, I would go Hyundai. But usability-wise on the charging infrastructure, I would go Tesla. See, I'm still going back and forth here. My, If you just are asking me, I'm going to say Hyundai because it's different and I like Hyundai's approach and I think you would like it more. But infrastructure may be a deal killer here and the actual ordering experience, Tesla's got it right.
0: You go on, you go into the store, you go onto the website, you order a car, car. It galls me to think that future electric debates like this will come down to everything except for the driving experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It will be debated about every category. I'm not talking tech, about any of that interface. Yes. Range. Yep. Styling. And none of the car d- dynamics will be discussed or enter into the conversation. It's sad. And true. that horrifies me. The ionic is better looking too. If we are going there, I'm going Hyundai ionic rusty, because be the contrarian mm. and invest in Hyundai and, Yeah, see what they're doing. There's going to be some drawbacks in comparison where the Tesla, as Todd said, totally wins. But I think you should go Hyundai. Build quality and styling. And (laughs) I think the interface is going to be more enjoyable because it's not all the menus deep inside the vehicle. I carry five, five, six says we all know our opinions of tuning out of class. We've mentioned it a couple of times. Once or twice. Let's say you had to pick something to tune out of class. What would we pick and what would you build it for? You would do an RX-7 rebuilt from the ground up to go sub-7s on the ring. Mm. You're going to have to pour money into that thing to go sub-7s. Sub-7s sevens. fast. Sub-8s is fast.
1: We have our friends at RSR (laughs) who we are working with right now to get you official dates on the pilgrimage. And I will warn you now, it is coming and we are excited. Mm -hmm. We don't have dates yet, but it is coming. And I will give you this shot across the bow. It might not be fall. It might be earlier just based on us getting the trip we want. we're working on it, so we will tell you as soon as we know. Our friends at RSR have One Lap Heroes as their YouTube channel, which is very funny. You can hear about things like the Ring Banana and other things that are hysterical. Costas and those guys are awesome. They have been killing themselves trying to get an NA Miata to go sub eight. Sub eight. And these are guys that live and work at the ring. Yeah, Sub seven is fast. Sub seven is that's, that's insanely fast. Anyway, sorry. I mean, we're, short we're, of a we're Le Mans-style We're car. sidetracked. Well, when I mean, you think about things like the supercars, the ones getting sub-7. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go Ooh.
0: on. Okay, out of class. Totally out of class. I mean, we're talking huge, deep pockets, dumping money into this sure, thing to sure. get it to do things it was never intended to. I, mm, that GR86 is tempting. Okay. It'd be something kind of small. See, Cayman's maybe... Maybe, mm. uh, maybe.
1: I think I'd go Miata. Would you? Yeah, I think I'd go Miata. I'd take like an RF
0: sub seven Miata. No, is no, I'm not. No, that's not my inexplicable. goal. No, that's
1: not my goal. I'm not doing. I'm not doing. It. I'm just saying. He's saying. What we tune out of class? I would get a Miata RF because I think it is unbelievably sexy. I would figure out the seating position so I actually fit. That would mm-hmm. be the first place that money got poured is the proper seats that actually have some comfort and some you know, modern tech usability but actually allow me to fit in the car with a helmet. And then I would just throw out SCCA rules and oh, mm-hmm. I don't care about classes. We're just going to make that a supercar killer on any racetrack or back road, and it's a little old Miata RF. That's where I would pour money, and I would cackle like crazy at my probably seventy or $80,000 Miata RF <laughs> More that, than that takes all all oh, con- yeah. contests. And I wouldn't even be building it for a specific time on a track. Don't care. I just, I showed up in my Miata, and all of you, I will be faster.
0: I'm almost thinking about something older, like a Ferrari 360 Modena. You do the whole 550, of mod thing. A, and you'll never
1: see this coming. Yeah, yeah.
0: BMW M1 and just totally... And be irreverent with something that shouldn't be dismantled. Okay. And completely go nuts. I mean, going way back, testaroses and, you if know, make one there. of those things a sub second or even an eight second or nine, or sorry, eight minute or nine minute car. Yeah. That's still
1: blindingly fast. If we're going to go there, see, I go coupe E type. Let's,
0: yeah, let's make it yeah. irreverent Just and tear it apart. Can and you make believe
1: it. how fast that yeah. thing is?
0: Yeah. Well, then you've got the unicorn, right? Matthew Emmons says he's
1: in Jordan, the country of Jordan, by the way, for those of you following along. The book on the car says use 91 octane. He can only find 90 or 95. If he uses this. 90, he saves over $60 per fill up. Can he get 90? The short answer is yes. Yes, you can get 90. You, you don't need to spend the upgrade for 95. The, the, it's a Land Cruiser. It's not going to make that much benefit out of it. And,
0: $63 difference every fill-up.
1: Seriously, and here, <laughs> here's the other, other reason that I bring that up, and that is my 300ZX, uh-huh. okay, which uh-huh. I've owned a couple of them now. I have the turbo one now. That car calls for ninety three. There's no finding 93 anywhere I'm going to drive that car. I mean, I know some places on the East Coast have it. I don't even get it in Texas. Mm -hmm. I I know there's places you can get it. We had 92 on our West Coast trip, and we were all like,
0: oh, 92. Yeah, the cars woke up.
1: So I typically put 91 in that car, and it's fine with it. Yeah. Okay, it's not creating any issues. So you having an A-octane tick below what it asks for, you should be just fine.
0: Tomanatos says, thoughts on the Cadillac Escalade V, the Escalade V series? Don't they have to? As much they as to, I they
1: don't think so that it's necessary, they
0: have to. Absolutely. I think it's a brilliant idea to bring that kind of thinking to their huge monster. And the thing that sells faster than they can make and it. And that is exactly why. Because you know the buyers wish they would have had some sort of V series it's not that they're going to use that much more power or nope. it's a trim package but it means something now
1: yeah yeah and
0: that's why it will sell it's the trim package that is that is a brilliant move uh,
1: nobody's tracking their escalade V though I really wish someone would track their escalade V can we get that can we do that video will yeah. like, you send us one we'll track it that'd be hysterical but it doesn't make any sense
0: no but what I think it does is blacks out that grille and makes the proportions better because they used all the blacked out trim Interesting. I think it actually looks better. That's cool. That's very and, cool. And, you know, add a whole bunch of power and make it make a brick do things it should never do. Absolutely. Christopher L.
1: says he has, by the way, he know, we know he has an FRS. And when he was shopping for his FRS, there weren't very many. So he's asking, he's, let's be honest, Chris is asking me, mm-hmm. is color important? Mm-hmm. Because the last color he wanted for his FRS was silver. The FRS he bought was silver. Because it was the one he could find. It was great shape. It was unmodified. It was exactly in his budget. It was close to him. It checked every single box. He was able to actually get one. And it happened to be silver. And he also, looking back now, bought it before prices skyrocketed on everything. And so he's realizing, if I had hung in there for a color, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even had this car. And he would have missed three years of great experience with the car. So he's going, I kind of like silver now. (laughs) Love it. Uh, Chris, look. I am definitely the evangelist for color on a car. I think every car looks better with a color on it. I think every sports car looking thing looks better with a bright color on it. Please don't get me wrong. I don't think bright colors work on everything. I just think color of some kind looks better on everything, even SUVs. I like them in blues. I like them in like dark wine reds. And these are big cars, but don't put that in like bright yellow or Ferrari red. That's not right. Of course. So there's, but I think color is great. However, color I think needs to be your most flexible must have. In spite of how much I, I preach color, I was looking for two or three possible colors on the Elise. I was looking for two or three possible colors on the Z car. Have what you'd like. And if it really comes down to I can have the car in a color I don't like or I can not have the car. And those really are your options, well have the car experience. Of because yeah. worst case, you have it for a year and you go, I can't get past the color. And you get rid of it. But you've had the experience now. And, of course, then there's the thousand other options if you could wrap it, you could paint it, you could do these these things if you wanted as well. So I wouldn't, if at all possible, I would buy it with the color that you want. But if you really are down to car or no car, then color, like everything else, has to be flexible. Unfortunately, though, you just ended
0: up with silver. Except for white. See, I'm all... I'm- pretty much any color bring all the See, colors yeah, bring okay. everything as long as it's not white you're not you, yeah i think you and feel white like is no color it's white like absence of silver. colors yeah, so fine, I'm, I'm with you in a roundabout way i'll take the nutmeg moose bark cocoa powder metallic brown <laughs> over white <laughs> okay i don't really want that color but you know i'll still take it over white justin s on twitter asks our thoughts of tesla focusing on ai robots instead of a twenty five thousand dollar vehicle are they though well, they're focused on lots of different things. They're uh, they're kind of all over the map. And you should obviously by now notice that they're not a a car enthusiast company that is really focused on giving all of us enthusiasts or non-enthusiasts really the thing that the market needs. That's not their mission in life. Mm-hmm. They'll give us a few things. They'll try some things out. They'll work with... Everything else on the planet.
1: Well, they'll promise a bunch of cars and they will arrive eventually. Mm
0: -hmm. So I suppose that will continue. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. It's what Tesla now has trained us to do. But what's funny is that it's almost given license for every other car company on the planet to do the same thing. That's a sad thought. It's given a, it's retrained everybody. Oh, wait, you're not just car company because you're talking about. Robots and flamethrowers and injectables and you know
1: brainwaves and... <laughs> Subways with cars. Oh,
0: and then, by the way, you'll get around to building the car that everybody would totally buy if you just bring it out. Theoretically, yeah. And so other companies have started to feel a little bit of a license to do other things, spread mm. their wings, mm. try what some different stuff, Interesting. and redefine themselves in the process. We're in a, trans- a way... We're a transportation company yeah, now. See, yeah, see, canoe. Yeah. <laughs> The most contrived
1: name on the planet. Easy. I didn't didn't mean to end up there. I I will say this. Look, here's my stake in the ground. I I want to remind you, because I don't want any of us to forget, that Elon Musk promised C-3PO in 2022. He didn't promise, we're going to do a little bit of robot. He promised C-3PO in 2022. And I'm telling you now, not going to happen.
0: The year is just... It's fresh and new. Just getting started. I know. We may have 11 months yet. Yeah. We're (laughs) going to make C-3PO. Beats and whistles. And here it comes. Yeah. Write to us with your own debates, your topic Tuesdays, and your car conclusions. EverydayDriverTV at gmail.com. We really look forward to hearing from you. We're looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.